All right, hello folks. Uh, welcome to Peach Pit, episode two, where we're gonna talk about uh, Dalton and preview Albany. Um, before we get started, I'm gonna do our uh, usual disclaimer. Um, any views or opinions shared on the show are solely that of the individual contributor and do not reflect the views of Peach Pit, any FRC team first, Georgia first, or any of their affiliates and sponsors. All right. All right. So if you aren't familiar with our show Peach Pit, uh, the idea behind the show is to serve as an FRC talk show that focuses primarily on the Peach Shoot District. We're going to be talking about a lot of topics, so don't be surprised if we drop some hot takes. And ultimately, we're just hoping to provide some entertaining and engaging discussion for the community. With that out of the way, I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Anupam Goli. I'm a mentor for uh, Team 1746 Auto. Uh, my name is Kyle Fender. I am a mentor for Team 1002 and the alumni coordinator for Georgia First. I'm Trevor Davidson, and I'm an MC in uh, Chesapeake and an alumnus of Team 540. My name is Sonny. I am retired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kellen Hill, a mentor for 1746 Auto. Cool, cool, cool. So um, for those of you that are watching our second show and who watched the first show, I want to thank you guys very much. Um, do keep comments about improvements and feedback because we, are taking the, because we are taking that feedback seriously and looking for ways to improve the show. So just for this show, we got new mics to make the audio better. We got some more sound panels. We got a better video setup. Thank you, Andrew Morris. And we got Trevor. So <laughs> hopefully all that elevates the quality of the show. I don't know if I, I elevate know about, things. I think I, I just bring them, take them sideways. <laughs> you are sitting in a higher chair. Yeah. So, um, hope you guys enjoyed the show. But if you have any more feedback, any more, any more improvements, please let us know, and we'll do our best to make things as cool as possible. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, on that note, let's jump right into things with Dalton. Um, the winners of Dalton: forty twenty six Global Dynamics, twenty nine seventy four Walton Robotics. 7883, who's got their team name? It's uh, CCHS Robotics for Razorbacks. Yes. The game announcer at Dalton mispronounced it multiple times. Yeah. Um, the finalists were 4910 East Cobb Robotics, 1771, what are they called now? Uh, North, North Gwinnett Robotics. Okay, finally. And 6887 Dalton, Dalton Catabots. I knew that yeah. one, um, <laughs> Ready for you. Thank you. <laughs> the chairman's winner was 4910 East Car Robotics. Ooh. And the engineering inspiration winner was 2974 Walton Robotics. Yikes. Okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's still, like, it's, I think if, if anyone had come out and told us that 4910 and 2974 were going to be the chairman, the, the, the culture award winners at this event, everyone would have been like, oh, that makes sense. Total, totally normal. They just kind of reverse roles right. this year. It did. So, before we get into our topics, any general comments about Dalton? Any? Well, forty twenty six taking number one seed, sweet, good I think choice. We were year. all hooked into like the last bit of qualifications to see if they could uh, seat up there and bring some chaos into alliance selection. Yeah. This was definitely, I think, one of the most interesting races to the end of recent events because you just you knew it was just two teams and they both had interesting schedules down the way and either could go really could go either way. Yeah, I was like. I don't know about you guys, but me personally, I was rooting for 49-10, because then they would have gone with Walton, and then they would have, like, swept, right? I enjoy seeing those, like, powerhouse offenses just, like, sweep an event. No, I'm all That's about That's like the Patriots, chaos. right? I'm, no, 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 no. I'm all about chaos. Come on, man. Like, that... 
40-26 to take the number one seed, it just threw off everything. I did want to see more like scorched earth kind of uh, technique, but I was like, this works. This works. Well, I think one of the things about 40-26 seeding first was that they were probably the most self-aware team at that event. Because if you, you know, as soon as Elam, Elam started, they didn't even employ themselves in an offensive role. They just immediately went and played defense and probably were, as a result, the best defense bot in the playoffs. Up until Ooh. I think, up until I think finals and finals seventy seventy one okay. played really really well. I really enjoy that awareness from Alliance captain, where they know what they're they're supposed to be doing on Alliance, and they fill that role instead of saying, "Hey, we're number one seed, we're gonna play offense." Uh, uh, I enjoy that awareness. Yeah, to tell Walton to go play defense. Complete <laughs> <laughs> like, so like, know uh, your place. Know your place. Okay. Um, so speaking of Walton. Is so our first topic, right? Speaking of Walton, is Walton the best robot in our district right now? No, Ooh. no, <sighs> All right. not the Kyle, best. You've got to explain yourself. All <laughs> right, here's here's my explanation, right? So I believe Walton has the best combination of robot and drive team in in PCH right now, but I believe the fact that they don't have the level three fine, which I think is going to become necessary later on as well as there are a couple like mistakes that I think could have turned a tide for them, especially within the finals. I think from there, you can see that they don't have the best robot out there, especially with the intake. Now, it can be fixed, and there can be improvements for uh, their next competition, which I believe is Columbus, but I don't believe that they're the best robot. Right what do you, so those, those, those couple of mistakes that you mentioned, what, like, what were they? I think a couple of the mistakes, uh, one of which was, um, I would say, adjustments in terms of in-match in or in-match adjustments, basically. And especially in finals match, it was with final, finals match two, although I believe in that case, I think it, it doesn't show as much the mistakes in terms of adjustments, but rather like how anyone could basically be shut down by that type of defense. But I also think it's just in terms of uh, what would, I don't almost say uh, decision-making, that you saw in the qualification rounds. I truly believe that they would have seeded a little bit higher in those rankings if they had made some better decisions, especially with like stuff like Match 51. Yeah. Match 51, they should have easily won that, yeah. honestly. Coming from Wheeler, they should have won that match. So to speak to the, like, the, the dominant, or sometimes dominant performance at 2974 i think there's the handful of robots that have like put themselves above the rest with and i'm talking strictly like hatch and cargo play um there's the handful of teams that are obviously really consistent at uh, third level climb but when it comes to hatches and cargo i don't think anybody's shown a higher ceiling than walton um well i think hatches you're right I think cargo. Cargo. Well, I think I'm, I'm saying the combination of those yes, two things. Yeah. You're talking ceiling-wise. I, I can see what. Yeah. You're doing. Yeah. So in in that sense, like if I'm so say I'm a, a third level climber that's uh, been consistent enough at state champs, and we have the the data we currently have available, Walton's top two, top three of my list right now, simply because of that ceiling. And and I mean, the way I look at it, they have hit a ceiling, but. To me, there are two things that stand out that they can do right now and be even better. First thing is figure out what's going on with that intake and cargo because yeah. they don't seem to have a very secure grip on it. The second thing is the speed of their elevator, right? I think which both of those things are 
in my opinion, relatively easy to do, right? Swap out yeah. some wheels, swap out some gear ratios, and bam, I think, I think they're just that much faster. I actually overheard one of their mentors saying that they used the wrong gearbox in the elevator. Like they physically put in the wrong one. They meant to put in a faster one. So we can I, definitely see that. I know what that's like. So. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I've been gonna, there before. I feel like I have a couple of points based on that. So actually last year, and I think this is what you're yeah. referencing with 1648, the elevator increase, speed increase between Albany and Duluth was a huge reason why we had such a successful late season last year. Um, I do think, and I want to like point this out, would you like? I think when in consensus last year, eleven oh two or sixteen four, you can pick one depending on your perspective. Were the two best teams in the district, but I would be hard pressed to say that we that we or eleven oh two had a better robot than fourteen fourteen. But I think ultimately it comes down to when you evaluate a team holistically, you have to take it into into account everything they've done. And Walton is always is. By virtue of having a really well-run program and being in a great space for DE, they have set themselves in a situation where they're always going to have that drive advantage, and that is just an advantage you have to take into account. So they're, they are playing, I think, unquestionably playing at the highest level in the district. I also disagree with the point that the level three climb, I think, matters for them. Yes, they're not going to see, like, ultimately it comes down to they don't have control over destiny as competitions go on, but... Columbus, you always want to win in an event, but they've already secured the ticket to district champs. So like it, it, as events go, like it's a low pressure event. And then for district champs, there are some teams that can get there. But like even if you know, for example, like seventeen forty six becomes their ultimate, like their 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 peak form that we hope they get to. I don't know if twenty nine seventy four would be even be that much different. Like you're talking about minor things, so they're already at an excellent spot and. Yeah, if they have considering you're soloing a rocket week two. Hey, be careful. You can't say that. Yeah, you can't say that. Uh, game announcers cannot say soloing a rocket. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, add it to the list of things uh, you can't say. They, they play Kyle, like, regardless of, of game pieces. Kyle, exactly. Look at me. Look at me. I'm not a game announcer. <laughs> regardless of lingo, the fact that they're where, at, where they're at at this point in the season with apparently a slow gearbox, uh, some... Uh, drive practice to do against uh, while playing against defense. I, I think they're they're look they're in a really good spot this, yeah, this time. And, of the year. and plus, they didn't solo a rocket once. I think I think they did. I think they actually did it a couple times. And there were multiple instances where I felt like they were they actually got very close, but looked at the score. We're like, okay, we're gonna focus on cargo a little bit and like get the win, right? Right. So so for the record, Walton got the rocket RP one time. During events, but they did. I do remember. You're right. They did. Yeah, they, they were they close. Did, close they were close. Yeah. They, what? I think there are three or four matches. They got eleven of the twelve game pieces to do. <laughs> yeah. So they're really close. Yeah. What? Yeah, what? Are, right there. What I'll what I'll say. Right. I, like the question was, are they the best robot? No. But I do. I believe that they're the best combination. Like holistically, best combination. Yes. But Fair. for right now, because what I truly believe is that as we get up to the state championships, I think it's also a little bit of like it's week two. It's week two. It's not like we're talking about like week five. We're talking about week two. So I think we have to like you take a step back. It's like yes, right now they are they're the the best combination. But when it comes to April, I think there's going to be a lot more teams that are going to show themselves out. And Walton, while they have like you said, great program, historically great program. The problem is 
that it's always those small little mistakes that can get in your way. So it like it let me think, what was it? Twenty seventeen. It's like you had a a you had a intake that was basic that didn't come out. So you're having to do more work to get to get the power up. Keep. That was twenty eighteen. Was that twenty eighteen? Well I mean ultimately well, we, it's, okay. We it's okay. <laughs> Walton's really Walton's not really known for their intake, so you could have picked any year and been like, that's also true, right? Ultimately, <laughs> but I do think, I do think you, oh, you make yeah, a good point, flipper. is that Walton, you know, besides last year where they made the change to from a switch-only robot to an elevator robot in Columbus, which definitely had its effects of tipping over and things like that, um, and it's not like it came, it worked out perfectly for them at district championship either. Right. Um, they are not, they have, historically, have not made major upgrades and major improvements as the season got along. They've done a lot of their work early, and that's really helped them early season. But you're right. Ultimately, they're going to have to prove that they can still be this good relative to the field later on. They literally followed the thing I said last week. They don't play the game. They play the district. They play the district. They play better they than get to world to, to, to the world championship. They, they so play it better than pretty much anyone else. Exactly. One of those t-shirts coming out. <laughs> I don't know. But you tell me. Okay. So... Speaking of Walton, like we've been doing for the past 10 minutes, um, it's kind of hard to ignore finals match two at Dalton, right? Um, and, it's, and it's kind of really interesting because Walton's this offensive powerhouse, but in finals two, you watch 1771 come out and just absolutely shut down almost the entire alliance with defense, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you guys think about that? Um, you know, because because we all talk about defense, we all talk about how dominant dominant is going to be. I think that was the first time where I actually saw defense, and I was like, "Whoa, that's like that is breaking the game almost." Well, it's particularly interesting in this in this case because seventeen seventy one was the one doing it, one of your top two offensive bots on that blue alliance. Um, so it's the case that I don't know if something wasn't working on seventeen seventy one's robot. So that was their designated role for that match was go over and. Uh, just destroy on defense, but yeah, just watching that match, uh, you can kind of see the the huge impact that defense can have on a match, uh, especially against uh, teams at this point who aren't really used to driving against defense. Yeah, and plus, yeah, good. I was gonna say this is starting to become a larger trend out, just not just in our district but outside of it. Like we're starting to see in week two, people really hitting hard on defense, and there were quite a few upsets at other regionals and district events that. Were happened just because of defense and shutting down the top offensive robot. Yeah. Two fifty at TVR is a really good example of that. They almost beat yeah. the number two alliance. Yeah. Plus, I also think it depends on the team who's playing defense because mm-hmm. I think we've seen a fair amount of defense try to happen so far, right? But you know, so for for example, finals match one sixty eight eighty seven, who was on the finalist alliance, tried to play defense, right? Yeah. But they're very light. Their drivers aren't as experienced. They weren't as aggressive with it. And so, you know, bless their hearts, but, you know, they really didn't make that big of an impact on defense. Like, Walton had to move around them a little bit, but I don't think they really did much. And that's where I think Alliance captains have a very interesting choice to make. Uh, for if you, While in the process of picking third robots, you're picking somebody that has the offensive capability, the defensive capability, some mixture of the two. Um, but, yeah, you got to have the right kind of roster on your alliance to be able to play the right strategy for the right series. Yeah, I don't think we said it so far in, during the show, but I think this gives even more credit to 4026 for going out and recognizing early that they were going to play the defense role and picking up a third robot into 24th pick of the draft that 
could play and score cards. That was a huge steal. A huge yeah. pick. Yeah, just even I'm watching the video right now, just looking at the gameplay. 4026 knows exactly where to be in terms of of defending of defending it, like we we looked at 1771 and they played amazing defense but if you look on the other side 40 26 just basically messed around with 49 10 yeah. and yeah. they didn't know what to do and i mean credit goes to 6887 too because they didn't just sit around in the hab and like collect those points <laughs> they actually i think they got really close to filling up some rockets with hatch panels which isn't a significant amount but when you're a third robot on Alliance, that's what, uh, two, five, ten points, ten, twelve points, right? Yeah. That's pretty good for a third robot at a qualifier. Yeah, I think we might get into this later, but uh, with, with an Albany peer review, but I think the placement of hatch panels is, I think, so, like, on a meta, on meta game level, is so much bigger than we all anticipated. So getting that kind of play out of a third robot is exceptional. Yeah. So that's actually one of the, so, like, you, like, mentioned the hatch panel, so we take a quick aside, is... I don't get why teams, especially rocket teams, are going all hatch panels and then trying to come back at the end with cargo. I think it's like a, I think it's a just doing the same. It, you're more efficient if you're focusing on the same task multiple times. Mm -hmm. um, I think there were a couple matches where I th saw East Cobb um, that they'd go and do the first layer of the rocket. They'd kind of keep their eyes on the yeah. score. If it was close, they'd pivot off to do the easy cargo scoring on mm -hmm. the cargo ship right. instead of trying to chase an RP out of the rocket so I think there's a careful balance to be had there but um, I can understand the the interest in doing the same drive routine for getting a hatch panel six times to then do six cargo strategic inertia yeah, yeah. Be because I feel like teams are kind of being caught off guard by going for hatch panels hatch panels and trying to do cargo at the end then they get hit with defense and they lose track of the score and all of a sudden it's much closer than they realize right yeah. so they it's just they need to stretch the, the field out a little bit more because they're, what they're basically doing is just telling telling them, the, this is my usual tendency to basically cycle right here. When in reality, if you were to spread, you spread out the field a little bit better, I think it'll be, it'll field a much better strategy over all of your matches, qualification and then limits as well. The other interesting part with some Walton matches is you saw their teammates trying to help them at any given point, um, but once you get down to only doing cargo on those rocket ships, you can only score on the one face. So if one robot's there doing their thing, the, the another robot's waiting in line. And I think, you know, it's something that's kind of impressed, like that's really important about that is when you're in those situations, you just need to, you need to get in and out. And I, I do think scoring cargo on the more, the more teams I've talked to, the more it seemed that Scoring on the cargo on the rocket ship is easier than the car uh, in the rocket and the cargo ship, but um, I do think that you know if you're going to kind of contribute the rocket, you have to be confident you can get in and out. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So sticking with finals, right? Let's mm -hmm. talk about finals match three, Ugh. especially oh, how yeah. how the finals <laughs> alliance finished, right? I, that was kind of a disappointing. Uh, that was anticlimactic. Yep. Like finals two set up this like a showdown, and then finals three came around and. Two or three robots lost comms at some point on one That's kind of like Shades of Einstein way back when. Yeah, twenty twelve or something. Yeah. Listen, twenty twelve had a lot of different situations. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. That's why it's Shades of Einstein. So, <laughs> so for those that don't know what we're talking about, in finals match three, um, two of the three robots on the finalist lines on the finalist lines pretty much just went dead. Um, seventeen seventy one went dead right after uh, Sandstorm. Right. And forty nine ten went dead. 
Looks like they went dead about halfway through, but they never fully recovered. Like, I guess low power because they seem very sluggish and slow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that that really sucks. I kind of wish there was somebody to blame for this. Yeah. I mean, I there know. are people to blame, but do we want to really blame them? That's why I don't well, know if it's a fatigue thing. Um, I know uh, teams... First well, yeah. So, well, so fatigue in that it's the, like the six-minute match turnaround in Elims oh, can yeah. be daunting for a lot yeah. of teams. And I know they had it in their minds of how strictly they were going to call that your robot needs to be on the field yeah. at the end. So I think there was a match I saw 1771 their robot was out on the field, but there were a couple people standing around with bumpers and things that they, they had yet to put the thing fully together, but the, at least the robot was on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just that very quick turnaround time and trying to keep that pace up um, that kind of is taxing on, on teams, especially when you're going the six to nine matches deep in Elims, it, it adds up. Yeah. Did, uh, did they use your, I, I maybe missed the, forgot about this. Did they use their timeout in the three match quarterfinals they had to play? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they, I seem to remember them doing that, but I could have been wrong. Yeah, so, so 1771 reportedly lost power because their battery got unplugged or something like that, right? 4910's interesting because they looked really sluggish towards the end. I, I don't even think they could get onto the HAB platform, like, like level one. So for them, it seems almost like it was like, a bad battery or something that got. Oh, uh, they did get that platform. Barely. Barely. I was a bit yes, barely. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's kind of interesting for them. And I think that's where it, that quick turnaround might have affected them mm-hmm. quite a bit. But your battery becoming unplugged, I feel like the entire district has like PTSD from that. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's uh, been many events in our history where battery comes unplugged and. So. Well, it's as fun as it, uh, it's 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 always nice to see a all offense kind of toe-to-toe showdown in, the, in those final matches. Um, but in, in this case, I don't know if it's uh, what technical issues were had, but I think you're going to find that more often than not, those the teams that are prepared for that quick turnaround are going to be the ones that keep pushing through. Mm-hmm. I do hope this doesn't keep, like, because of the, the damage, I hope that it doesn't keep 7071 from going back into their arc, like, back into their pocket and pulling us out of time zone, because... If they can do that against other top teams, that's a huge weapon to just pull out at any final series at any point. And I think it's also interesting, if you look at the footage, they a lot of uh, what teams have been getting in trouble for across other regionals, and we were looking at it uh, week one and, and, and week two, was that they played very clean defense. Okay. They didn't, they, they kept their manipulator in, and they kept on the actual drivetrain, they even they were able to get even under. Uh, I believe they were getting under uh, twenty nine seventy four. It was perfect for that that matchup. So if they can play clean defense like that, they'll be they'll be fine in their other in their other qualifiers. We're talking seventeen seventy one still, right? Yes. So let's also talk about their climber just for a sec, right? Okay. Uh, I I couldn't time it. Right, but I feel like 1771 and 4910 might be tied for like the fastest climber in the district. Uh, are we talking? Are we talking that type of climb? Yeah, just any climb in general, just yeah. the lineup, click, get up there. I mean, start to stop because I think they have two different styles. They do. Yeah, well, 4910's like the front back lift. True. 1771's like the stilts. Stilts. Yeah. I have more confidence in 1771 right now than 4910. Yeah, for yeah. that. I think I don't think anybody's particularly fast. I think what's going on is that those like climbers that sort of raise in the front with their intake and then come off 
and then like drive forward. Yeah. They have a very low tolerance. So it seems like they're having points, like parts when they're getting stuck climbing onto the half three, right? Right. And there were actually a couple of moments when 6887 had to like come off of level two and push 4910 on. Yeah. Right? So 1771 may not necessarily be the fastest. But they're consistent. Yeah. yeah. But they seem to have the most like, like safe landing going on the half yeah. three, right? So. Yeah. On another level three note, I think 4026 takes the cake for the most entertaining one. Yeah, they're definitely, the, I think, the most consistent. It, it, That's why I was going to say. Consistency is the key there, too. Yeah, they're every, just every like, single time. Done. I mean, they've missed a few times, but their mechanism, it's its not a one or done thing. They can just reset it and try again. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And I, not to say, I mean, in Chesapeake right now, you had both in both of the finals alliances at the Richmond event actually had the same style climb. And just because like, as soon as you get in position, it's like a three second move. Yeah. So it's, I think really they were having some like load issues with their mechanism, like just gear stripping and stuff like that, which is yeah. not surprising at all. But right. um, I think those were some of the issues that we saw. And I very much believe that if they were with like 4910, 4910 gets on first, raises their intake. And then once 4026 gets on, they're like, bring it down, like hold them on. Like that, like that's a double climb waiting to happen, without a doubt. Actually, we don't want to talk about one and coming up in Albany. Okay, I think there's one I want to talk about. Um, and then sixty four seventy one, I think, also has like a that's what I was like gonna a RIT <laughs> style, talk about. yep, it's like grip to have from yeah. like both sides. Yeah, and, and they just pull, yeah, they right, pull, like uh, that. That's exactly what I was gonna talk about. Gonna talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, more to come on that later. Um, okay, so I want to touch just real quickly on forty nine ten, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm personally, for I guess a little while now, used to 4910 just kind of going out there, lights out, dominating from from the get go. But to me, they looked a little they looked a little unsure of themselves out there. Even all the way to the end, it didn't seem like they were really all that comfortable getting hatches, getting cargo, and stuff like that. Which isn't a knock against them, right? It's their first event; they're gonna improve like every other team. But what do you guys think about that? I I think it's a question of one with the first event jitters. I think they'll be able to to get it get it right. They'll be able to go right in this next event. But I think two, I think it is also a little bit of I don't think there's that killer instinct by forty nine ten. There are some drive teams that you can see, especially with like more veteran led veteran-led teams that you can see that killer instinct it's like we're going to take this risk it did not seem like 4910 was ready to take risks had that like sense of urgency in their drive yeah there wasn't a sense of urgency you can see that even in finals with finals match two it there wasn't really a um it was almost like they got flustered way too easily and and it's hard to say that's like drivers because sometimes when the robots aren't there the drivers will, like pull themselves back because they can't be as aggressive because then they won't pick up the hatch panel or they'll like miss a piece of cargo. So it's hard to say what piece for them is really missing, right? Yeah. But yeah, I'd like to imagine that again. I think uh, considering we're at week two, they just played their first event. They're they're in a really good spot this time of yeah. the season. I'd like to imagine that some drive practice, uh, just the comfortability on the sticks, is going to help them improve throughout the season. Uh, something else I think they could improve on a little bit. Um, I think they were better with cargo than they were hatches. Yeah, um, definitely. That's like most yeah, I was gonna say 
Um, like the edge, the huge edge Walton had on it is just how easy it was for them to pick up patches. I think they made their mechanism such that they could hit at a lot of different angles um, just for having a decent amount of slop in there. It seemed like 4910's mechanism, you had to be like flat on the wall on. in order to just make that side-to-side -side motion. They weren't going into the panel. They had to be all the way up against it to then use their actuator to pick it up, which I think is some little tweaks there that could speed things up quite a bit. I do think they're the, maybe the, the, the take I got out of it was in their fir very first match, um, they attempted to use their hat floor pickup. And you saw them make the move to use it, and then pretty much once it didn't work, pretty much immediately abandoned it. And so what that tells me, and this could have changed over the course of the event, I didn't have another great indicator like I did of that. I'm not sure they're fully confident in their robot, their robot right now, which I think will change. I do believe, like 4910 has been so good lately that I think most of their problems are more robot related than drag related. That's, but that's, I, that's, that's a belief, I think. I, I say that's interesting. And I think that kind of, I would say that almost matches, even like you, you, we said it before with like 2974, They're, they have immediate access to DE right there. But the, also the other thing is, another team that has pretty much immediate access there is 4910. They were on that practice field driving. So my thought is, if they weren't comfortable with the amount of driver practice that they were getting before Dalton, then I think you might be right that there there needs to be some improvements that they see on their on the robot side and feel a little bit more confident about going to this next qualifier event. Yeah, I don't. So once again, I, I don't know anything about their program, right? So they might have had a ton of driver practice. They might have not had enough. But from like looking at some of their social media posts, looks like they posted pictures of both robots, like mostly done on like bag day, right? Yeah. So I would assume that if you're at that point in bag day your practice robot was done a little bit before then, and you've just been driving the wheels off of it, right? Well, sounds yeah. questionable to me. <laughs> Why would you drive the robot before your first event? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, I don't know, Kelly. You tell me. <laughs> the secret to finals. Whoa. Yeah. I do think, though, that while that is, that is true, and it's <laughs> a good point, um, I think I remember back from 2017 with, with our season at, at G3, one of the things that we had problem with our drivers is the robot was not we the drivers did not feel the robot was consistent and it really wasn't and that may just be a perception thing but you could tell they were driving the robot yeah. more tentatively whereas in 2018 when we came out and you know our driver ran into the, the scale dented the front bumper and the robot was fine i think they from that moment forward they had so much more confidence in the machine mm -hmm. i think that makes a big difference so, so what you're telling me is Ford and Nintendo needs to like smash their robot into part of the field. I, I Listen, think, I think Denton's pretty the right, the right. Pro right. right now. It needs a couple like <laughs> war scratches. Some, I war pain. And yeah, it needs a little bit of scratch. As ridiculous as that sounds, I actually do believe that makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like once you see the robot survive a head-on collision or like do something that you didn't think it could do, that just raises your confidence in the machine's performance. Right. And, and we so, don't know if they have new drivers. Yeah. We don't know if they have... They're... Know, their but, coach, uh, let me so. believe, their drive coach is, she's a phenomenal drive coach. Like, yes. she's, Wait, she? she. I thought it's a he. Let me think. Da, 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 da. Their drive team looks familiar uh, for students that have been around, but um, I forget what his name is, but he's been he's the, the coach. He's the coach. Tristan's a driver. There you go. I'm sorry. Okay. But, um, yeah, they got, uh, they got a good crew over there. They um, do. And she's, they're going to they're be good. Well, that, yeah, that I think, like you were saying, for roughing up the robot a little bit and getting some confidence in it, there's, uh, along that line, I, I hope a lot of teams 
if they have the uh, ability to access either any of the practice fields around the district, um, get out there and practice, number one. But if you can, practice with defense. Because um, that's something that flusters you know, a lot of teams when they first experience it out on the field. So if you can get those jitters out on a practice field instead of the actual event field. It's because no one was ready for an, a defense game. It's, we thought it was going to be all offense. Yeah. All right. So 49-10, while we're sort of talking about how they didn't do so well. They did. Oh, did they? oh they, what? They, what? They won Harris. They got the finals. They made it to three matches. Yeah, they didn't do well. When we write well, I think we're just talking about reference to expectations. We came into the event being like, they're going to win hands down. If you're listening, 49-10, we believe in you. We <laughs> truly believe in you. Why are you guys on Einstein yet? Please. They have them. No, like, like, right now. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Why yes. haven't you beaten 254? Why are you guys doctors yet? Come on. Um... So they did win chairmans. And is, Hey, Kyle, let me segue. <laughs> so they did win chairmans, which is what we're going to talk about next. Um, not so much that 49-10 won, which is a big deal, but more so that Walton didn't win, right? Um, yeah. I don't, so for me, Walton's been winning chairmans in our district forever, right? Yeah. Um, so I 100% expect them to lock it down at this event. Um, and I was surprised to see 49-10-1. So I don't know much about 49-10's outreach. So do any of you? I I do. Uh, so I've got I know a couple of the students there from uh, previous teams, and also Lisa Hatch, who is one of the coaches on 49-10. They have a really amazing program. They're really uh, driven for sustainability, which I think is lacking for a lot of first teams because you think about all of the turnover that happens within just high schoolers or high schoolers graduating and everything else like that. They've been very hell-bent on making sure that sustainability is a real thing in their program, that safety isn't just like safety theater, but actual safety. safety like theater. no essential oils, just like actual <laughs> safety. There's those hot takes. <laughs> For those of you who don't get the reference, we're calling us yeah, They won a safety award and a part of their presentation involved essential oils. Kyle, we just lost so, that was so at, many viewers. That was, at, that was at Mount Olive, right? <laughs> I, I if any viewers out there need a, a, a distributor of essential oils, I know a guy. Come see me. <laughs> but, you know, they have a program that is a very, a very solid program. And I think they're one of the few examples that I really kind of look to when you think about a team that's not just doing stuff because it's um, – basically piles up their list. It's a actual cultural type of program where that's in their cultures, not just we're doing this for show. So I kind of I kind of wonder if it was more, did 4910 do something amazing? I mean, they obviously did a fantastic job, right? They got the award. Right. But was it more Walton's award to lose? Did they maybe do something wrong or not? Maybe have like a off presentation. What do you like? I don't. I don't think. What do you think went wrong for Walton? I don't think it even went wrong for Walton. Think if you think about it, right? Um, the progression of teams in the whole in the whole timeline of Georgia first, right? First you have like ten o two. They had a three a three year run where it was chairmans and everything else, and they get mentioned. They get, basically get honorable mention at the world championships. Awesome program, right? 
Then you move with 1311. 1311 was basically able to iterate on what 1002 was doing, but they were able to expand it much more. And you see what happened during Hall of Fame now. 2974 iterated from that. You see a bigger example with DE. They were able to iterate on what 1311 did with their innovation center. And they did it much better. And now we have DEs throughout the state. What 4910 did was iterate on what 2974 had, which is a real solid program. It was able to iterate into what's there now, 4910. You see it's just iterations basically on the on the best parts from each of these different teams going from the from the past to the future now. I'm sorry, you're just like like oh, Yeah, I know. I'm just like yeah, a little further. <laughs> a little further. But yeah. like 4910 figured out how to build a sustainable program. And that that's while I can I I am going to say something nice about Walton. They have had a great program. They have a great program. But the thing that is hard to surmount as a public high school program is dealing with the and making sure about the transfer of knowledge between the different classes that come through. Yeah, but wouldn't East Cobb have those same issues? No, they're a community team, and they have a lot, a lot more resources to make sure that it's not just that it's a high school team; it's a middle and high school team. They have a larger, a larger area to be able to help, basically get the kids being ready for FRC. Oh, so they actually have middle, middle yeah. school students on yeah, the They have middle school, uh, middle school, uh, middle school FTC team, and, and basically middle school mentoring programs, and they, and they have a program to basically bring students in to help train them. And then by the time that they get to high school, that the high school time, like some students stay on F FTC, and then some, gr I don't want to say graduate, because we have some FTC people that will get angry at me for saying graduate. But basically, they transition to FRC, and they're ready for the challenge. That's not much better than graduate. <laughs> it's a transition. So, Go first, <laughs> that does remind me, like, a couple years, no, last year, actually, at Albany, 1683 won a chairman's. And a, a big part of their video, at least, was how they had this pipeline, essentially, like a program for VEX and FTC. And then uh, they used those for training and to transition to FRC. And I think... That kind of rings similar, but with East Cobb, they have, they just start from middle school, they, and these kids stay in their program, and essentially they get up to FRC, so they have like a good, what, six, seven years of being in the program, sharing that culture, and I think, I think that's a really transformative experience, and that's likely partly why they won that award. And they're, and they have, they've been able to grow not just their resources in terms of the the students, but also if you look at that mentor base, like Lisa Hatch was one of the main people that kind of helped in forming that. If you look at their, even their mentor base and their resource base for those students, it's consistent, mm -hmm. which is really important. Yeah, I do have a couple points. So first fact checking myself, the 1676 won the safety award at Waterbury. They had a great event, so we're poking fun at 1676, but that is a fantastic <laughs> team. It is, um, it is. Second, just for a little bit of context with Walton, this is the first time since Columbus 2016 that they did not win a chairman's award at their first event. And they did go on to win it at their next event, which was actually Dalton. Um, and they, with an EI, they have kept up their streak of culture awards running since the 2012 Peachtree Regional when they won EI. Yeah. So it's really impressive. Like I think we all expect Walton to give a really good show, which leads into my third point is, I, I think you, well, full credit to 4910, um, and Walton still did well. Picking up EI is not a small feat, but um, I think you can't overlook the effect that 
losing a great, an absolutely great mentor in Debbie Kaufman was. Dude, that's real. I oh, think that's that's a very big point that I think we cannot overlook. Yeah, Debbie Kaufman was so great at looking at chairman's presentations and really seeing what connected people to the program. Not even just chairman's presentations, but just how people saw Walt and everything else. She was amazing at that. So I can definitely agree with that point. So what's interesting and something we'll talk about, I think, more in depth next week is Walton doesn't have a chairman's award right now and Columbus Space Program doesn't have a chairman's award right now. And, and in my opinion, they're like, they were my two biggest favorites coming into the season. So the reason that's interesting is because in Columbus Qualifier, that's both of their second event, and they're not currently scheduled to go to a third one. Right. right. So it means that if everything stays the same, one of them's not going to go home with a chairman's award this season, which could be really interesting. Could be. But we'll talk more about that in the Columbus preview. Right. Um, so now we're going to talk about a couple bubble teams. And we we sort of hinted on this last last week when we talked about 67-05 being like very much at risk. Ultimately, you know, they were able to pull out of it and they had a pretty good run at Dalton. And now I think they're pretty secure in qualifying for state champs. Yeah. Um, coming out of this week, you have 61-77, who's a bit on the bubble. How many points do they have? Five. Five. Exactly five. Five. Okay. I don't know if they're on the. If they're, I don't. I wouldn't call it a bubble as much as a hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely robot hot seat. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a huge. This is pretty much in our district the biggest deficit you can overcome. I mean, it's, and I think like they. I think, I think they definitely have the robot to do it. Um, it's just not. It's not straightforward. There's a lot of they. They don't, as far as I know, have the climb to kind of help them into the seating. And they don't have, um, they, they haven't, I don't think, the same level of track record that 6705 had. That being said, 6705 did it. So it's clearly possible. Yeah. All about that cargo game. Really, yeah. truly. 6177 kind of had a rough event to start. Uh, they were just having issues with their lift. And they're a really small uh, team, so they don't really have the manpower also to like kind of get everyone to work on the robot. So they struggled a little bit, and... I think if they can iterate their hatch mechanism just a little bit, they're already decent at cargo. They can put together something at at Albany, and at least a little bit more decent schedule for them. I think like there we see a lot of more teams in in this series where they're just getting screwed by the schedules. Yeah, it's like yeah. And then these two teams we're discussing for the uh, bubble hot seat. Uh, conversation it's another interesting case where like just like 6705 playing weeks one and two these two teams that are kind of uh in 1002 and 6177 are also in the same position of playing back-to-back -back weekends um after uh after some uh uh rough rough first event for 6177 40 uh 1002's got a a, a decent start uh but got some work to do to just guarantee a state champ spot but yeah so um, with many, that quick turnaround time i'm curious to see how those teams react how many points does 102 have 22. so, oh, so technically that's, that's if, not, no, 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 it's technically still yeah. bubble because here's the thing uh you're still you basically have to match that you have to match that in order to in order to just make the bubble and i was basically being mid-pack 
mid-pack and then getting into the alliance selection itself i'll be at a little bit of a higher pick being alliance eight second pick i think the thing is though with 1002 we we've seen this movie before like they last year they came out against Gainesville. in my opinion they should have been picked but they weren't um yeah and then they came out dalton and and really played exceptionally well then you come out but th this year they're in a better position than they were last year i don't think necessarily their robot has maybe the same potential it did last year but it definitely is good enough that they can easily make up that gap i don't think from a state championship perspective i'm not worried about them i i would probably say just being from 1002 right i would agree i would say potential wise i think there's a lot more potential the only thing i think is and i'm glad that the students are going through and working on a little bit of the fixes right now is more just the consistency so we had some issues in the beginning with uh, handling cargo consistently, so we had to adjust the spacing a little bit, and then that's how you saw the actual improvement with uh, cargo handling, but then also the actual mechanism to handle uh, the hatches was just not good. So mm -hmm. we had to go ahead, iterate on that. It got better later on, but now it's just tweaking a couple of the little things, such as like connectivity problems and dealing with, uh, I believe it was the main issue was just stuff with the elevator. If we once that's fixed, we have a climber and everything else that we're that we'll hopefully be able to get into into uh, Dalton or Albany. Albany, and I think we'll be okay. Right. I think we'll be okay. So speaking of Albany, perfect. These like perfect segues. Um, let's let's like talk about Albany coming up this weekend. Um, so I think Albany is sort of like tale of two types of teams, right? You have Teams that are warming up, so sorry. Teams that have warmed up but are like kind of good to go. So, yeah. 832, 69, they're all you know coming back off of pretty good first events. Yeah. And then you also have like big names that are getting warmed up, so playing for the first time. Um, 6829 comes to mind. Um, who else? Uh, 49, uh, Robo Bib, right? Yeah, 49, Robo Bib's playing their first event. Wirecats. Wirecats are playing their first event. So, it'll be a lot of you know interesting. Gameplay at the beginning versus the end, right? Yeah. Um, is this Reset's first event too? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Ooh, they're going to Forsyth after this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Albany, for me, has been a pretty interesting story because I think they have developed as one of the strongest regions outside of outside of the Atlanta area. Maybe not like purely on robots, but I think there's a ton of like community support down there. Yes. Yeah. Right? I agree. Their like, community seems really, really uh, interwoven and. They have a destination Einstein field down there, and at least like four teams use it regularly. Yeah. yeah. I would probably say Dennis Courtney, the guy that really helped to get all that stuff started down there in Albany, he did a great job in kind of setting up um, the school system with Albany as like a real partner so that these students realize the importance of what they're doing. So now they're. At year after year, they're kind of figuring out their stuff, and so now you're seeing better final products out on the field and in these presentations, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, speaking about the school system, I think like last year at Albany, they bust in like all the elementary schools to watch the event for like one afternoon. But I believe it was Friday afternoon, which I was pretty impressed. I don't think like Gwinnett County is gonna like bust all the elementary schools to like Riverside or anything. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, I, I, I don't know from personal experience. The one of the things that got me really into robotics was my dad and I. We lived in Richmond, Virginia. We still do. Uh, my parents still do. Uh, we would go down to the VCU Siegel Center where the Virginia Regional was held and going to those events ahead of time, so that when I went to high school, it was like 
I've seen this before. I know mm-hmm. what this is. And I really like this. So I think that that's huge. I think that's that cannot be understated. Yeah, that was me with 1002. I literally went down 2007 and watched 1002 compete. Do it, did all that, and I was like, I want to go and, and play, or not play, but to compete at Wheeler. So I want to be a circuit runner. So then I made the conscious effort to basically try to ace that exam so I would be able to get into Wheeler for just to be on robotics. <laughs> right. All right. So um, now let's focus on the actual teams going to Albany. Um, let's just go around the table, do our usual thing. Give me your one team to watch. And I will go first because there's five people here. Right. <laughs> teams are going to run out quick. Um, I will go with... Hmm. You weren't even yeah, ready. You gotta go first. You gotta have a team ready. Yeah, come on. Yeah. All right, all right, pass. Underbrook, go. <laughs> well, um, I kind of want to go with two teams. So no, go, 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 There's five, only five, five people here. There's, right. there's, 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 there are lots of good teams at this event. Go all right. Yeah, the Albany is uh, surprisingly this strong. This is one of the best Albany events ever. For sure. Yeah. So the first team I'm going to go with is 832. We played with them. They were really good at cargo. They have a level three climb that's going to take them far on falls. Uh, I don't know if they've worked on it, but I'm thinking, I hope they worked on it to make it a little bit faster. Yeah. Otherwise, they were already an excellent uh, cargo bot for the cargo ship. And I think they'll do extremely well. They'll seed really high. Okay. Now, my second team is, I think, really underrated and flying under the radar. Team 4701. Ooh. Warriors. Team Wire from Savannah, Georgia. So, if you go back and watch their Gainesville matches, right, you can see them doing uh, car, uh, cycles from the human player station to the cargo ship. And they get really, really good at that late in the event to the point where they're doing six, almost seven cycles to the car. So almost filling up the entire go- entire cargo ship by themselves from hu- doing human player uh, station cycles. So they they just need a little bit more practice, but they're already decent at running around defense and like they do some pretty good driving moves and the fact that they kept their robot so simple and just practiced on it, I think they're going to fly under the radar a little bit and uh, definitely be a good pick for any anyone looking for a cargo bot. Right. Unfortunately, at Albany, I think it's a little difficult to fly under the radar. Like, That's like, true. Not to say it's not better than it has been in the past, but... There are only 31 teams, so... Yeah, yeah so it's yeah. kind of hard. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Uh, I'm trying to decide whether I want to be a homer or I want to go with realistic go with both do both <laughs> so i have any teams left yeah that's true i don't want you, to... you you gave yourself the opportunity to go first then all pass right, it along right, you go right. next you go next. <laughs> that's true. i reserve going... the right to complain i'm gonna i'm gonna reserve the right about. to complain yes. here's your question box uh <laughs> i'm going to go with 1002 i'm going to go 1002 i'm gonna go homer but i'm doing it for a good reason i believe 1002 was able to figure their crap out in uh, with their first event. They figured out, hey, we need to make sure that we don't have a crappy uh, hatch mech, and we need to figure out the spacing with the cargo. Once they figured that out, they were able to reliably cycle with cargo and with the hatch panels. Now, with the improvements that we're, I'm seeing them make, I believe that they'll be able to make a push so that they're not going to be uh, in the in the bottom the bottom twenty, they're going to be closer to a alliance captain spot, if not an alliance captain themselves. Are you going to me? I thought we were going to Sunday. Oh, Wait, okay. I thought you had two. 
No, I decided. Yeah, I decided I don't want to be greedy, okay, right, so I'm gonna fine. choose one. All right, we're gonna make me look greedy. <laughs> you are greedy. You're next. I, 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 have, I, have a, I have a deep sleeper that I'm gonna talk about. So. Right. Okay. Oh gosh. Um. Ooh, I know. I think I know what it is. Okay. I think I am going to go with 6829. Not much of a sleeper by any measure, um, but they had a pretty good season last season. Um, I think they had some tricks up their sleeve for the robot this season. Okay. So I don't so I think it'll be one of those events where they start out a little slow while they're getting the robot warmed up and they get up to speed. Right. Hopefully they don't like pull a seventeen forty six and never get yeah. up to speed. But don't nice. do that. Yeah. Nice. Not recommended. Yeah. But I think <laughs> I think no matter what they field, they're gonna be a robot to watch out for. So that's right. Um so I actually I'm gonna steal it from Manipod's playbook. I actually owe two. Um I, I don't understand how 832 has not been talked about yet. I, feel I already like, talked about 832. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay, you did. That's why I was like, I was paying attention, I swear. I thought you were talking <laughs> about 6919, which I guess if we haven't talked about, we should, because yeah. ultimately, like, I think you can look back on the history of Albany teams and their events. Um, that 6919's showing at Gainesville was the most successful, like, by pretty much any measure, the Stole most successful. Stole my pick. Yes. Right. <laughs> the most successful. Al- Albany event by an Albany team ever and like you can say oh they seeded first and they got lucky that 1747 was there but ultimately like they still played really well in those matches and they were the most consistent client of that event mm-hmm. so you've got to give full marks to them my deep sleeper and you literally as, as someone who was helping the strategy of 1648 last year you had to game plan for this team if you were playing them and I'm so grateful we did not but 7315 I am extremely curious to see what they do this year because if they could come up with a similar strategy they did last year, they're going to guarantee themselves a place at DCMP. Seventy three fifteen is the Giga Knights. Yeah. I didn't remember. Last, I was like, yeah. last year they had a robot that was like a it was a conveyor belt. So what they did was they just cycled from the human player station to the switch, mm-hmm. but they were just so quick at it, and there was just a straight shot for them that nobody even noticed them most matches just doing that they, until their switch was lost. They won matches by playing that way, and they were so I mean I they were so effective that we almost picked them a district championship full full stop. But beyond that, they were extremely high whenever at, at Duluth on our second pick pick list, which was like we we really wanted to play with those guys, and it was so obvious that once they got to playoffs. You could see teams literally have to either really load that switch early and just keep them from doing anything with it, or they would have to go play defense on them and sacrifice a robot. And when the 7315's position they were in, where they were on the lower seed in most of those events, that was excellent because now you're taking away a robot um, who would have been a better, like a better offensive player for them as well. Speaking of the switch last year, that leads me into two of my picks. Go ahead. Right. Two. <laughs> that's the, the first established two. precedent. All Next right. week, I'm coming back with like five <laughs> picks. What is this? So two, two other switch bots, and I'm a fan, again, a fan of teams that know know how to play their game. My Two, two of my picks are Wildcats, 24-15, who plays an intentional game. I'm curious how they're going to come out of the gates this season. Another team in a similar position, another switch bot from last year's 49-41. Um, so two teams that know how to play their game. I'm curious how they've decided to play this one. So 49-41 has an elevator this year. All right. Yeah. So interested in seeing how that works out. But uh, uh, two teams that have had strong showings in previous years. And I'm also going to give a shout-out to our palindrome buddies. Uh, so 1746 um, backwards is 64-71. So... Um, just the palindrome team. Um, I'm curious to see how they're going to rebound um, from their f- successful first event. Uh, they had a, a consistent third-level climber. 
Um, but I'm curious to see how they'll seed out and uh, play out in the Elims. I do yeah. think it's worth mentioning with 49-41, uh, this, if they can make finals of this event, it would be the sixth event in a row. So their first time since uh, Gainesville 2017, which they were the number one seed at that event too. Yeah. So it was just by, by chance they didn't make that that time. Um, yeah, 49 pretty has been pretty unassuming to me because like, you, you never really talk about them in the same way that you talk about like 1746. But when you look at what they do, when you look at how they finished over the past two years, it's like they're just sort of working their way through events quietly and then bam, they're in the finals. Like, right. hang on, what happened here? Right. <laughs> and they've been, I mean, they, they, they've been the team that knows their role extremely well. They've played that role quite well. I mean, I remember last year when, when at, at Albany, they, they played that role. They, let, they really locked down that uh, close end of the field for 1648 at Albany. They went to Columbus, did the same thing with that alliance. And, you know, they did pull it off from, from lower seeds, which I think is maybe even more impressive that they were good enough as a partner on that lower seed to make sure that their other two partners could really do damage. Um, that seven seed at District Championship was really good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I think on that note, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and end the show. Wait. What? I would... Do, do I... Can I choose two teams? <laughs> yes, right. you yeah, can choose. Two, 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 I, got, I got one more team. Kyle. I'm going to... I'm going with 1683. Techno yeah, yeah, Titans. Yeah. So 1683, you saw them at Gainesville. Like, I, I think they're underrated in terms of how they were able to uh, handle that cargo going into the quarterfinals. They knew their role. I think the, the theme of this year is knowing your role. They knew their role with cargo to be able to grab the cargo from either, from basically human player station, go over, score it in cargo. And they just kept doing like clockwork. So I think that's going to help them in this in this smaller field with Albany. Okay. Now, before I end the show, does anybody have anything else to say? Do you have a second team to play? <laughs> no, I don't. Right. I'm tired and I want to go home and sleep. I, I do think I do think Albany, I think has gotten a bad rap in previous years because you know 25 teams in both tw in both tw uh, 2016. 2016 and in 2018, um, there was really no quality depth I think this year and I don't think even in 2017 when there was a lot of teams at that event I don't really feel like there was any depth this year I feel pretty confident saying that you're going to have a pretty balanced field with enough climbers to make this really like I think you could have a lot of matches which are decided by a couple points here or there and I think you're going to get maybe the most interesting other than I think Columbus which is going to be amazing um the, maybe the most interesting playoff tournament from this event yeah so on that note, we're definitely going to end the show. Wait. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we good? Yeah.